In other words, I don't think the devil is that big and bad and he has all these forces and he has one devil for every person out there. I don't know about that. Are you hear what I'm saying today? No, I think there's one devil that's trying to handle 20 people. And most of the time, we're, we're the one that, and most of the time, the devil doesn't even have to work against you because you're working against yourself. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? Oh, we don't need to work. Hey, that person, man, they, they look in the mirror. They say how ugly they are. They say how they're not going to make it. They, 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 they're saying that God doesn't hear their prayers. We don't even have to mess with that one. Because they're already, they're already deceived themselves. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? So what I'm trying to say to you this morning is that, that yes, the devil might have your number, but, you know, he has a lot of people's numbers. And it may not be just one that's attacking you and reason why you're staying down. It might be you might just need to start moving forward, bust the move, start speaking some words, start believing God, start changing some things that you're doing. Amen. And so here, he, it says here um, that uh, in Thessalonians 6, it says, it says uh, rejoice always. What does that mean, rejoice? You know, this, this week I woke up and, uh, you know, and uh, normally there's a psalm that says, you know, enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praises. I'm going to talk about that. But, but this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. That came to me. And you know what? That's something that we should be doing every day. Amen. This is the day the Lord has made. You're not six feet under. Glory to God. Amen. You're still here. Yes. There's still hope. Yes. Things can still change. Yes. Yes, Lord. Things are changing. Thank don't get in this quadmire that you're stuck. You're never stuck in God. Amen. No, the devil's stuck. Yes. The devil is going, you know, his future's bright in the fiery pit. Amen. But we're not stuck. Amen. And so we need to rejoice always. Why? Because God's with us. Because Jesus already paid the, the price for us to have relationship with God. We're co-heirs with Jesus Christ. Amen. And so we need to rejoice in the fact that we're king's kids. That we're not under bondage. But we're, we're not under, you're, you're not under sin. You're under grace. You're not under the law. And where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. But pastor, I'm struggling with a sin in my life. Grace is bigger. Grace is bigger than your sin. God's grace is much bigger than your weakness. Can I get an amen there? Amen. You have to believe that, though. Amen. amen. The blood of Jesus is more powerful than that weakness, than that sin, than, than that sickness. The blood is more powerful. Amen. We have to believe that. We have to renew our minds. Amen. So we, we need to rejoice. And then in verse 17, it says, pray without ceasing. And you may say, what does that mean? That means we should always be in, in, in communication with the Lord. We should always be talking to the Lord. Lord, you're good. You're merciful. You're loving. You're kind. Always be, be, be speaking the promises back to the Lord. That's a form of prayer. Amen. You know, uh, you know that's a form of prayer, glory to God. It's talk, Lord, thank you for this day. This is such a beautiful day. Amen. We need, we need to pray without ceasing. And then, then in verse 18, it says, In everything give thanks, for this is, God, here we go, the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Yeah. I'm talking about God's will. This is God's will. So, so we're talking about discovering the joy 
of God's will. And so as we're talking about this, it says here, in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God. And you may say, Pastor, I'm going through so much turmoil in my life and I, went, I just had a car accident last week. You, you're, you expect me to thank God for the car No, I'm not. It doesn't say, uh, it doesn't say, it doesn't say give thanks for all those things that happen. It says in those things. It's not, you don't give thanks for injustice, for people treating you wrong, for people doing wrong things against you. You don't give thanks for that. Oh God, thank you for this, you know, for this person treating me wrong. No, but you can give thanks in that situation. Because God's going to bring you out better than what you came into it. See, that was Job's problem. If you ever read the book of Job, you'll find out his problem was he, he complained the whole time he was in his, in his problem. He complained about the situation. He complained about this and he was complained about that. And he, complained, and he was complaining in his problem. And he couldn't see any good in where he was at. And so Job complained through most of, the, most of that, the book of Job, until God arrested him and revealed some truth to him and he repented and, and he prayed for his friends and, 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 and he got delivered and set free. Amen. But, but his problem was, listen, in the way to the place called there, you need to be praising and worshiping God to get there. Amen. But if you're on the way in the place called there and you're complaining and griping and moaning, you may never get there. <laughs> you might die in the wilderness. Some of us are called to do some things, but we're griping and complaining while we're doing it. Yeah, hello. That's for those that are in the fight. Now, some that aren't doing anything, and those are the ones that the devil doesn't even have to work with. Amen? Because they're already defeating themselves. So, so here, it says, pray without season. Everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. So we, in, in everything, we need to give thanks. Why? Because God's going to bring something glorious out of what the enemy's trying to do against you. Amen. If the enemy comes against you in some way, God can bring something glorious through that. If you know how to stand with God and speak his word. Yes. Amen. How do you know that you have faith until you're in a faith fight? How do you truly know you really believe God until the problem comes your way and you got something to believe God for? How do you really know? You don't. How do you know if you're going to even stay with, with, with the Lord until there's a temptation that comes against you that tells you to go the other way? Hello, are you here what I'm saying today? Hey, listen, there's, there's no faith giants without faith problems. There's no great, you know, victories without great battles. And so a lot of times we don't realize the faith that we have until we encounter a storm in our lives. Are you here what I'm saying today? It takes great faith to praise God. When everything seems to be going wrong. It takes great faith to keep looking at God and, and not look at the circumstances. Circumstances is, is the circle you stand in. That's what circumstance means. It's the circle you stand in. But you don't have to stand because, you know, how are you doing? Well, under the circumstances, what are you doing under there? Are you here under the circumstances? No, you're victorious. You don't have to be under the circumstances. Amen. You don't, you, you're, you're not the tail, you're the head. Amen. You're not the borrower, you're the lender. Praise the Lord. 
Are you hearing what? That's what it says in the Old Testament. Say, I believe that. So in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God. Verse 19 says, do not quench the spirit. In, in other words, do not quench the Holy Spirit. In other words, um, to allow the Holy Spirit to work freely in our lives, the way we quench the Holy Spirit is that, that we're focused on the problems and we're focused on the issues of life and we're talking about those things instead of talking about the promises and the blessings of God and what we're doing is we're not lining up with the truth of God's word. Listen, listen, for you to walk out this word and for you to get the best out of the word of God, you have to agree with God. Amen. If God says you're blessed, you have to agree with that. Amen. But if you keep saying you're cursed, then you're disagreeing with God's word. And that hinders God from operating in your life. Amen. And so we want to agree with God and not disagree with God. Amen. If God says you're blessed, you're, you are blessed. Amen. But pastor, I'm in debt. You're blessed. blessed. You might be in debt, but listen, you're still blessed Amen. and you're coming out of it. God. That's, not a per that's not a permanent location for you. But, I, but I'm dealing with sickness. That's not a permanent location for you. You're coming out of it. You're being and you're becoming. You're being and you're becoming. More than who you are today. You're greater today than you were last week. You're growing. You're greater this week. Amen? Just don't back up, back off. Don't grow weary in well-doing. If you don't give up, you will reap the blessing. Amen? So we don't want to quench the Spirit. Amen? And verse 22 um, and it also says, do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast to what is good. So, in other words, we don't want to despise prophecies. Amen? And so, but, but we're not led by prophecies. We're not led by voices. We're led by an inward witness. Amen? And we can test all things. And we can hold fast to what is good. And this is very good. This, this verse 22 says, abstain from every form of evil. So what does that mean? That means that we need to make sure that we're not doing anything that looks crooked. Amen. That we're not living our lives a little crooked. That's right. that, we're, that we're trying to walk above board and that we're walking above board in everything that we do. Yeah. That we don't lie, cheat, and steal, like I always say. Yeah. We don't do those things. You say the truth no matter even if it hurts you. What, Pastor? You say the truth even if it hurts you. We, we, were, we, we watched a, a video on Wednesday on, uh, a, I think it was called, um, A Merry Heart Does Good Like a Medicine by Jesse Duplantis. Anybody ever seen that? Really funny. But anyway, it's his clips of a lot of his preachings. But, you know, he was invited to eat some gumbo soup. And, uh, and so at a house, he doesn't normally, you know, you know go to these invitations, but... And this lady wanted to make him some gumbo soup, and he's, he's a Cajun, and he knows what good gumbo soup is, you know. He's from Louisiana. And, um, and so anyway, so he was sitting at the table, and, he was eat, and, he, and, and, and the table was set, and they, they served him the soup, and he was about ready to take some of that soup and eat it, and he noticed that the husband was looking right at him. The kids were looking right at him. And it was like, well, you know, he's a Cajun, so maybe he wants, you know, they want to, 
you know, just to see how, what he thought about the soup because, you know, he's, he's from Louisiana, you know, he's, you know. And so, you know, he wrote a cookbook. I don't know if you knew that or not. And so he, he, he had a little, and he said it was really bad. He said it was major bad. It was the worst that he'd ever tasted. And he thought to himself, I'm going to lie because I'm not a rude person. And he said, and he said, there's nothing wrong with a white, you know, it's just going to be a little white lie. And the Holy Spirit said to him, there's no white lies. Listen, if somebody comes to you, your wife, husbands, your wife comes to you, they just get a haircut or they get their hair and, you know, and it, and it looks like last year's bird nest. You know what I'm talking about? They don't tell them, you know, you can get creative. Just say it looks interesting. It looks amazing. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You look amazing. You can, almost, you can be almost honest there. Amazingly terrible. You know what I'm saying? But, um. But, you know, I, but Jesse didn't have that finesse. And so as he, you know, he said, you know, he, he didn't want to lie like a dog. And the Holy Spirit was convicting him. He said, he just said, this is trash. And he threw it down in the bowl. And then that, that guy that was watching him said, I know you're a man of God. The last three preachers that ate this stuff lied through their teeth. And the guy got saved two weeks later. Because he was honest. Listen, you, listen, it's not easy doing the right thing. It takes longer doing the right thing. It may cost you more money doing the right thing. But doing the right thing always ends up better at the end. And so what we need to do is we need to abstain from every form of evil. Amen. And then the next verse is, May the peace of God... Sanctify you completely. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, um, regardless, this is the key here. Regardless of where I find myself in God, or regardless of where you find yourself in God, we are to glorify Him and magnify Him in our life. Amen. Regardless of what's going on in your life, we are here to magnify and glorify and shine in a dark place. Amen. What makes us different than all the other people in the, the un, for the unbelievers is that we should act a little differently. I'm working on it. We should act a little differently. Praise God. And so regardless of where we find ourselves, we should always be... Uh, in, listen, our life is a, a epistle read of all men, the Bible says. And really, if we get this in our mindset that we're, we're really called to be a witness for Jesus Christ, it should affect everything we do in Christ. Amen. amen. And we want to be a good witness and not a bad witness. Can I get an amen? amen? Look at Psalms 100 here. In Psalms 100, it says here, talking about our attitude in the process, it says, make a joyful noise. This is Psalms 100, 1 through 5. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All ye lands, this is the King James, serve the Lord with sadness. <laughs> serve the Lord with madness. Some of us are mad serving the Lord. Some of us are sad serving the Lord. But we need to be serving God with gladness. Why? Not because of what you have or what you don't have. Because you are a child of the Most High God. God knows who you are. Are you your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life? He's working on your mansion right now. 
Jesus said, do not be dismayed. You know, uh, in, you know, be at peace. You know, Jesus said, be at peace. You know, I go to prepare a place for you. We need to get kingdom minded. We need to be heavenly bound, heaven bound. We need to be focused on heaven, not be so focused on the natural. Hallelujah. Amen. And, uh, and so we, we need to get focused on that. And so here it says, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. He that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Now, now this is what I want you to focus on here. Look at this. It says, enter into his gates with grumbling. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. See, the reason why, now I'm getting out of my seat. The reason, the reason why people have a, have, are, are distraught Christians are, are, are they're, they're looking at the wrong side of things or, or their theology is all messed up and they, 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 they've heard religious preaching for so long, they think that God is in control of everything. Like I always say, pushing every button and pulling every level and God is the one behind everything that's happening. That's not true. God's not behind the bad, the, the bad and the ugly. He is behind the good, though. Amen. But there is a devil out here that's, opposed, that's opposing you at every front, and he's the one that's trying to come against you. He's the one that's trying to get you to do the wrong things. He's the one that's trying to tempt you. He's the one that's trying to get you, trying to, get you to have a bad attitude. Are oh, you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Listen, you can't control your circumstances, but you can control your attitude. And it's attitude, not aptitude, that determines your altitude. Should I say that again five times fast? <laughs> it's your attitude, not your aptitude, not how smart you are. Because you can be the smartest guy in the room and think about how many reasons why it won't work. Sometimes, sometimes your knowledge, if you think you're so smart can play against you. I'm telling you, faith, somebody that has faith can go further than somebody that has a lot of head knowledge. Because faith is believing in the power of God to get them through. First, people with head knowledge and intellect is trying to figure out how to get through. And you need God to get you through. You may not think that, but you do need God. Amen. That's the first key in walking in wisdom, is knowing that you need God. That's why you're here today. That's why you're trying to get a little bit more of God. Because you know you need more of God. Because some of the things that we're doing isn't working. How's that working for you? That's why you need more God. Amen? Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? So it says here, you know, enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Amen. Be thankful unto him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endureth to all generations. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? God's word is true. Regardless of what it looks like in your life. Amen. The devil will challenge the truth of God's word. The devil will challenge the promises of God's word in every believer's life. But you have to learn to stand. 
And you have to learn to stand. And you have to learn. Can I say learn? You have to learn to stand. You know, listen, there's going to be a point where, where the, the crying and the moaning is not going to work for the Lord anymore. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, 20 years being a Christian, don't, don't play that anymore. You've got to grow. You've got to grow beyond. I just, you know, everybody's keeping me down. Nobody's keeping you down. There's no devil in hell that can keep you down. Because the devil, again, is finite. He, he's limited. God's unlimited and he lives in you. The only way we, we limit God. You limit God. We limit God. The people in the Old Testament, the Israelites, the Bible says the Israelites limited God. God wanted them in the promised land within a year, and it took 40 years for them to get into the promised land. I don't want that to be said of us. Because I'm trying, I'm trying to preach to you today about, about the joy of God's will in your life, and it should be joyful moving into that place called there. Amen. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? You know, it, you know, in Philippians, this is very good. In Philippians 2.13, it says, For God is working in you, giving you a desire and the power to do what pleases Him. As we desire to walk after God, as we delight, see, this is the key. As we delight ourselves in the Lord, He will give us the desires of our heart. The problem is we're not delighting in the Lord. The problem is we're delighting in everything else. But we need to delight in the Lord and he will give us the desires of our heart. It says, it says here in Philippians 2, 13, it says God is working in us, giving us the desire and the power that pleases him. In other words, as we start walking with God, we're going to please him. Amen. It says here in Philippians 2, 14, it says do everything without complaining and arguing. I think I already hit that point. That we need to do everything. This is the will of God for us to do everything without complaining or arguing. In other words, you know, I was, man, I got to close this down. Brother Hagen, I've given this illustration before, but Brother Hagen was, was, uh, was in the will of God, in the middle of God's will, but he wasn't prospering in God's will. And uh, he started talking to the Lord. He said, Lord, you know, I, you know, I'm not, pro you know, I'm doing your will. I, you know, he, you know, Brother Hagen pastored for 12 years and he was in God's permissive will, but that wasn't God's perfect will. And God, you know, was raising him up to preach faith and to be an itinerant minister and to go to churches and to do meetings and all that. So he, he left his church and he started looking at it. And he said, God, you know, the church was paying me more money. I, I, I was clothed better. Things were better when I wasn't in your perfect. And now I'm in your perfect will and things seem not to be working. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You get in a church, you get, you get hooked in, and it still seems like things aren't changing. You're trying to do everything right and things, things, like, things aren't changing. You're like, God, what do I need to do now? You know, and we're thinking that we got to do something to get the blessing of God to come down our life. No, you got to believe. And so what it is, is our attitude has everything to do it, do with it. And he started talking to the Lord. He said, Lord, you know, I'm willing and obedient. And the Bible says the willing and obedient shall eat the best of the land. And, and, and then the Spirit of the Lord said, well, you don't qualify for that scripture. Well, he, was, he was fasting and praying. And the Spirit of the Lord said, you don't qualify. He said, what? He's a word man. He, and he, 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 I'm a word man. I, I walk in the word. I do the word. And, and the Lord said, you're not doing the word pertaining to this scripture. 
He said, you, you are obedient to do my will, but you're not willing. You have an attitude in it. And, he, and, and, and you know, Brother Hagin said he just felt like he got hit in the stomach. And he said, well, it didn't take him long to get willing. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? He said, God, okay. He repented. Repenting means to change your mind. He changed the direction of his thought life. And he said, okay, I'm going to get willing. And as soon as he did, the Lord revealed to him how to prosper and showed him what he needed to do and, uh, and to prosper. And from that point on, you know, it took him many years to pro prosper financially. From that point on, he, he, he soared, glory to God, and he prospered. And I guess, you know, he, 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 he was well off, glory to God. Some would say a millionaire. And so, you know... But, you know, God's not opposed to you having finances or being blessed. He's, he, he's not opposed to that, but he wants you to stay with him while you're getting those things. Amen. He doesn't want you... Listen, don't be throwing God under the bus for, for, for things. Amen. Amen? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? No, no, no. The most important thing you possess is your relationship with God. It's not things. It's your relationship with God. It's your salvation. That's the most important thing we possess. And we need to get happy about our salvation. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Yes. Amen. So listen, God is working in you no matter what the darkness is around you. You have to understand this, that we are delivered, you know, out of darkness into God's marvelous light. But we're delivered. Listen, listen, we're, de we're delivered from the power of darkness, but we're not delivered from, the, from uh, the presence of darkness. Listen, we're delivered from the power of darkness, from the devil controlling us, but we're not delivered from the presence of darkness. And there's darkness all around, yes. except in this place. In church, it's all light. That's why you feel good, and the Word of God is flowing and all, all that. But listen, when you get out of here, there's darkness out there in the world. And, we're, and listen, you're not redeemed from the presence of darkness. And the darkness will try to draw us in and pull us in and, and bring us down and all that. That's why we got to stay in commu uh, constant communication with God. That's why we got to, that's why Jesus, you know, he had to pull away at times from the crowds and get by himself and get with God. Listen, those who wait upon the Lord. Some of you might be feeling, I'm weak, I'm tired. Oh, I don't know if I can make it another day. I'm trying. Oh, I feel so burned out. Are you waiting on the Lord? Yes. Those who wait on the Lord, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. Yes. You know, the Bible says the youth shall grow weary and faint. The youth. We have some, how many senior citizens we have? Hey, listen. Listen, you wait upon the Lord, you're, you, you're, you, you, you shall mount up like wings as eagles. You shall run and not be weary, and you shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah. What am I saying to you this morning? I'm saying no matter where you see yourself in the process of moving into that place called there, keep your attitude right. Keep praising God. Keep thanking God, and you will be there quicker. And no matter if you're not there yet, your attitude should never change. You should always be positive in the process. And then when you get that thing, what you're believing God for, you shouldn't change who you are. You should be the same before and after. Amen. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? 
I'm telling you, we're moving. Say, I'm moving into that place called there. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at Regal Stadium 12 Movie Theater located at 104 Constitution Drive, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10 o'clock a.m. Nursery and Children's Church provided. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit us at www.exceedlifechurch.org.